Hello all, and welcome to the first episode of the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. I'm Tyler, joined here with Stathead Grandy and my good man, Chase. How are you boys doing tonight? Very good. Well, for outside of one article. Of course, yeah. Of course, the... Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and uh, address the elephant in the room. Uh, the Athletic released a, I'll call it scathing article about our ownership group here in the desert. Uh, we're not yes, going to address just too much about it. We're going to actually do a entire uh, episode of its own at some point. We kind of both let our feelings cool down and kind of let more information break. Um, so no breaking news on that one. We do want to mention how well the short leash line is doing. How do you guys, uh, what do you guys think about that? Hey, Tyler, I just want to go back real quick and just kind of briefly sure. interject there real quick. And sure. uh, if any of you that are listening to this, you know, haven't read the article or anything, I highly encourage you to go and do so. Um, I know if you're not a subscriber and, you know, uh, you can have like a, a trial membership. It's, it's worth it. It's just, uh, it's pretty eye opening and, um, just, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, you hate to have to mention at this point, but, uh, definitely go ahead and check it out. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, reading it is tough. Be prepared going in. It's tough. It's a tough read as a Coyotes fan, but I think everyone that is a Coyote fan should read it just so we know what is going on with our franchise <laughs> through that lens. It's something we need to hold our ownership accountable if it comes down to that end. Most definitely. Definitely. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'm going to say about it on this podcast. Anything else will be said at a further date. Yep. Okay. So I guess now we can, now we're past that huge elephant in the room. I guess we can go back <laughs> to the uh, short leash line and how well that has been doing. I'm very happy with the results. How are you guys feeling about it? Oh, uh, that's yeah, no, go, ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chase. I mean, I, I've been extremely impressed with this line. Uh, I mean, you just you just go look at the numbers here. We got 20 points over the seven game series against the Blues, which I'm sure we'll touch on. You know that series, uh, how unorthodox and out of left field that that whole thing is in a, yeah, in a circumstance. But uh, 20 points, you know, you're you're almost averaging three points a game there. You're just a shade under, and um, you know we had. I believe in even in our Coyotes group chats, you know, last year when we had Halsey, we, we had conversations about maybe putting a combination like this together so that you do have that true number one line. And it never came to fruition or anything like that. I believe Talk said, you know, always worried about the defensive side of things. But, you know, I think these, these three in particular have definitely, um, you know, kind of put that to bed. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're not the most – responsible or shut down line for sure but um when you're putting up points at a pace like this and becoming a bona fide number one line i mean you you can't you can't uh you know go away from that and on the defensive end the first line of a great defense is always going to be a four check yep and that line is killer at four checking both schmaltz and garland have taken huge leaps this year on that end Absolutely. Um, and like I've said, it's not just the the counting points, the the assists, the goals, the points that they're putting up. It's also every metric I've seen on that line loves them. Expected yep. goals are through the roof. 
possession numbers. It that line is killing it. And like I said, immediately after that game was put together in the second period of that Ducks game. Even that game, it killed it. It's just yeah. Um it's putting the three best players on the team together on the same line does some wonders. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. seems to be a formula for success for us at least. You know, definitely helping out with that blues series. Oh yeah. What are you seeing on it, Tyler? I'm seeing a lot of success. I guess I'm buying a Grandia six pack. I guess if Keller keeps playing the way he's playing, definitely. <laughs> no, I'm fine by that. You know, I definitely. I, he's one of those I'm, good with, that, I'm good with that. Uh, I'll proudly lose that bet because I, I wanted to like Keller. I wanted to be my favorite player. I wanted to be the guy that I'm like. We have Clayton, freaking Keller. Yeah. But he hasn't really been that player. Um, so I'm hoping he seems like he's turning it around. He's got a good line on him. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy with it. I'll gladly buy that six pack and buy me one too. I, yeah, was, I, was, I was sweating that out. I was sweating that bet out the <laughs> last couple games before the blue series until they put the line together. But yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I uh, turned it around. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, we, even if I lose, I still win. So I'm definitely okay with that. Yep. So now another thing I wanted to ask is so, Besides the shortly shine, what else? And Darcy Kemper, let's just get that out of the way. He's already the best. I mean, even NHL Network is gushing about him, and it's rare that they mention anybody from us, um, yeah. unless it's a negative, of course. Yeah. Uh, I was saying, so who do you think, besides the shortly shine, and Kemper looks really good to you guys? Do you have anything you're kind of feeling good about? Actually, yeah, I do. Jacob Chikrin is oh, yeah. played absolutely phenomenally this season. Yeah. His defense is about where it has been his career. He's could be better, could be worse, but his offense and his puck movement and his skating has taken leaps this year. He looks like a potential number one defenseman out there when he's out there. And he really makes you clear just how rough the rest of our defenseman is because outside of OEL who, the sample size is too small to really comment on him. Outside of him, our second best defenseman has been Osterley, and that is scary. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, but uh, just to kind of elaborate and you know, kind of add my insight into or what I've seen with with Chick this year is, uh, um, you know, I mean, it, it was huge when right, I'm pretty sure you know when OEL went down, um, even though. Uh, we didn't have a, an opinion based on him as far as his play goes this year or anything like that yet. But it's just like, oh, shit, who is going to be on the back end that can generate something from the back end? Who's going to be able to make that breakout pass? Who's going to move the puck up the ice? And um, Chikrin uh, has done all that and then some. I think his, even his defensive game took some huge strides um, still has the lapses in his zone, which let's be honest, I think all six of our defensemen every night seem to have two egregious ones at best. And, yeah. um, but you know, that, that's, I, I agree. He's, he's a top pairing defenseman in the making for sure. I love him. I absolutely love him. I got, and my much. God, yeah. what a shot. <laughs> that dude's yeah. got a cannon. If he can ever get that going, if he can get somebody up that on that, Perry of his to uh, set him up with one timers. Look out! It's over. Yeah, shades of Al McKinnis. 
And so, uh, at the lull there, uh, we also won that series of the Blues, we're saying here, uh, four to three. Going into that series, did you guys feel, I'm going to say, nervous at all? Do you guys think that how many games we're going to take? I know that Vegas one, we definitely weren't feeling too good about earlier in the year. Yeah, I think we kind of just approached it the, the same way we kind of approached everything else. I mean, obviously, the, the series got put together after the first couple of games got rolling. But, um, you know, like we had discussed, uh, you know, we're happy to come away with half the points. And we yep. exceeded that. So, I mean, um, I'm thrilled with, uh, you know, the way that that series turned out. Um, yeah, you add in the, let's see here, what we got the, the four wins and then another overtime point. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's a lot better than what I thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year for sure. It shows we can kind of hang with the big boys a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that we weren't just that maybe we could even get as high as third. Do I say it? Do I curse us all? I don't know. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, that's where that uh, whole not having the second line comes into play. Like Grandy always says, we got we got pretty much essentially two third lines. Um, you know, after that big line that we got going, rocking and rolling right now, and it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, it's definitely a um, good thing our GM has already instituted was that great to it. I can definitely see the difference from last year. We definitely play a lot harder, and I dig that a lot. Yeah, there's definitely some added grit there, um, which is something, you know, even back thinking back to like the bubble, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we all knew was was missing. Uh, how much of it uh, we kind of went back and forth on, like how much grit and physicality we needed. But uh, especially out in the Western Conference, you, you better have some big boys and somebody that's, uh, you know, not afraid to go rough it up and knock people around. Yeah, and two players that had absolutely incredible series this and this and one of them did it without getting a goal granted but uh both Dvorak and Kraus outside of that top line were fantastic absolutely Kraus especially on that physical end yeah um, he's he has really stepped up his game on that end too I mean he's near the lead lead in the league and hits he fights in the corners for everything he doesn't spend as much time in front of the goalie as I'd like <laughs> but he still, still should have five, six goals this year. He's hit how many posts and been robbed on oh, how many? Man, a lot. Yeah, if the bastard didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all at this point, right? That's our entire franchise, I think. <laughs> Honestly, what, what are you seeing like on, on that uh, aspect of things, Tyler? Like, uh, who, who's sticking out to you aside from obviously our our big guns? And uh, really, I liked. That honestly, seeing the blues and forgetting how high I guess I didn't really pay attention to the rankings much. I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna watch NHL Network tonight and I saw the blues were a second and I was like, really, we're hanging with the big boys. Like, I, I guess it hit me as how good we actually were doing, how impressive we really were playing, and how good we yeah. look. Those reverse retros also just are freaking awesome, goes without saying how great they are. Yeah, they're, they're amazing, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, who knew that purple is all we needed. Oh, the first retros are just gorgeous. Killer. I mean, best killer. first retros in the league. Oh, you're saying I that. would agree. Oh man, I heard people say top five. I never heard someone say number one, but I think yeah, I definitely think they're definitely number one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Avalanche looks in action because I was the only one I had before us preseason. 
Yeah. Oh so, yeah, they did have some sick ones. That's right. They did. Yeah, they did. The Nordiques. Yeah, that pretty, is pretty I'm sick. Pretty biased, but uh, yeah, I, I would go with ours. But uh, um, on another note, with the Avalanche, I, I hate the blue shorts, man. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. cringe. Yeah, it's bad. It's almost as bad as the chrome gold helmets. Oh <sighs> man, that was I, the idea. I get it. I see the idea. I know what you're going for. But man, that did not look good in practice. Uh, you know, I appreciate you trying. I mean, you really try to go out there and live your golden nights, but oh boy, you not good. What do you guys think of uh, this Kessel debacle that we got going on here? Oh, he's a uh, well, he's one of my favorite players he, before Coyote. Uh, so I was very excited to see him join us. And since then, I've seen him sometimes, and other times he's invisible. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, because right now they've got him what slotted on, on the third line there with uh, Broussard. And gosh, man, those two, both of them are, oof. Yeah. Broussard, you know, he looks so promising at the beginning. I can understand the intangibles of like his leadership and everything like that. But um, man, it's it's been rough sledding for, for both those and, guys. Yeah, it's not just those guys though too. It's whoever we put with those guys, just yeah. like, whether it's Hayton, whether it's Hunt hasn't, but that's because Hunt plays a different game entirely. I've but been so with him. On that. <laughs> I mean, every single player that we've put on that line with any modicum of skill disappears right along with them. It's been, it's been bad. It's that line is rough. I mean, yeah. I don't, it's, it's gotten to the point where I'd almost rather see our fourth line, get more minutes than that line. Oh, yeah, boy. which is which is a pretty strong Damn. statement. But yeah. maybe we should we should nickname that line the eraser line, but not like erasing the, eraser. the other team. <laughs> the eraser erasing, line, yeah. erasing our own line. <laughs> oh my god, the Danny Phantoms. Gosh, <laughs> the going ghost. That's rough. I said no haunt dog jokes. Didn't say you could make a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh-huh. a question just kind of popped in my head. So if you could take that a player from that glorious 2012 run and add him to our roster, just one player, who would you pick? Rabada. Rabada? Why is that? Yep. Get that get that guy who can legitimately score 30 goals with a good playmaker. And we just we need somebody. We need someone on that Dvorak line too. Yep. And Dvorak, I think, is the type of guy that could work really well with Rabada, just like Hansel did with him. Oh, yeah, Hansel. Yeah, so they're similar. I mean, pretty similar stature guys too. Though you can see a lot of comparisons there. Dvorak, Speaking of that, what did he have like a goal in five straight games? They're going. He had six yeah. goals in four games at one point. Yeah, unreal, oh, man. man. That guy's really shown up. What a cool last game too. Yeah, obviously he's not going to keep that pace ever. But you know, I mean, it's just it's cool to kind of see where he was a few years ago kind of developing into uh, yeah. what's what's going to be you know that solid second line center yep exactly yeah i'm really happy with this progress i like him a lot yeah but for the 2012 guy that i would probably pick over here oh shoot that's tough oh man he was My... really not to say whitney or don't but verbata yeah. Is, say, is what he needs right now. I was going to say the wizard ranks up there pretty high. My heart says Doan. Um, I think I would almost go Antoine Vermette, though, man. I, oh, I it's my choice. Vermette. That was my choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, it's a it's a toss up for those three for me. Missed that guy. And yeah, yeah, he, he was fun to watch play. I remember, um, you know, a couple of the Chicago games when he was, was scoring. His his energy even uh, was just electric, and you know, he didn't mind doing the dirty stuff either. And oh. He just did a little bit of everything. I miss that guy. He's whatever one of my favorites. I actually still have. One of his the 2016 when they changed jerseys, I got one of his. Then, then he moved or traded. Then he came back, and it was yep. it was a roller coaster of emotions that day. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now, what about? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Ronta situation. You know, it seems like he plays a game, kind of goes on the IR, or just gets a bunch of healthy scratches or whatever, and just gets played. So I mean, I wish he just was healthy. I'm sure that guy would be, I don't know, even more amazing than he is now if he would just stay healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he was healthy, he's a top-five goalie when he plays. Yeah, I mean, sure. He had a rough game last game, but that also wasn't just on him. No, no, for sure. That's other subject we're going to get to here very soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Ranta, I mean, you, you just love to see him play well and, and everything like that. So, man, I just think back to, like, the – the first year that we got him, man, like, I mean, how, how elite was he? Oh, and, yeah. yeah, he was. And he, you still have, you still have that same skill set and everything like that. And unfortunately he just seems to always end up on the shelf for a little bit, but man, if, if he, I don't, I don't know if it's something, I mean, I, I would never say that it's just due to his training regimen or, you know, anything like that. Cause obviously I don't know, but man, if there, if there was something that, uh, you know, he could get on or you know, something just to, I mean, play a few more games every year, you know, like 40 yeah, games. Guys, yeah. I mean, poor guy. It seems like you can't even really keep up with that many. I mean, get on a paleo diet or something. Because him and, uh, you know, Kemper, I mean, that is the true definition of a 1A, 1B. That's two top five tenders in the league. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, we are where we are with uh, uh, skill players and, stuff like that right now because um, this would have been one hell of a time to go on a run when you've got, uh, uh, you know, those two solid tenders on pretty fair freaking deals. Yeah, yeah and we absolutely. just never muster anything up with those two. Yeah. Uh, and I hope we never trade Kemper. I know it's probably the best for capital, but, oh, my God, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Yep. Good guy, too. Seems very, very centered and – um, I mean, a really nice guy. Yeah, an all around all the, good guy. All the goalies, you know, they they seem to be that special breed of person. But <laughs> oh, yeah, Brizgalov. Uh, yeah, gosh, I missed that guy. That guy was awesome. <laughs> you know, the things he would say, I'm like, dude, is this guy real? This is a real guy. Like this guy really is. Like this isn't a, a, a cartoon. This is a real guy who really <laughs> says these things on live TV. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep, amazing stuff. Absolutely. I mean, what was here. his space? His space rant when he was with. Uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, after he signed that mega <laughs> deal with Philly. Yeah. Problems are humongous. Or what is it like your, your problems are small? Yeah, or something like being humongous big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that um, whole thing didn't work out too well for Philly, huh? <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh my god. God, um, what a days, man! I I like just the compilations for that. Even um. Another weird guy. I always thought Datsuk. I liked watching him interview, get interviewed just because his English was so bad. I liked just to yep. hear him what he would say. He's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I score. You're like, of course he did, but you care to elaborate on that? Like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. oh, is, is he the best player to ever 
not play for the Coyotes but be on the payroll? <laughs> yes. Hosa is on Hosa, yeah. That's true. Shit. I think I played uh, what, technically in- if you how do you want to characterize Brett Hull? Oh, oh yeah. stepped on the ice, but never really played for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was just a shell. Uh, good times. It's an Arizona franchise for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what we do. They come to retire and play the perfect golf. Yeah. We do have Wayne Gretzky sitting in there under that. Uh, oh, yeah. For us, but under contract for the team so I mean that's kind of hard to beat they count right yeah he he did coach us so much pain god I know this franchise is uh, pretty painful and they've had my heart since they've been here in 1996 so it's been rough but (laughs) you know but there's some good times there's some we got Dome we got the 2012 run we got really nice jerseys Mm mm-hmm we got a nice drive to Glendale. You can't beat a nice drive to Glendale. Very few uh, things beat a nice drive to Glendale. That's one of those things that makes me want to shoot myself. <laughs> scenic. You can go through you know, the scenic valley. <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm really trying to sell it here. But, um... I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Arizona. I didn't mind that it was in Glendale. Man, I could avoid that shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm out here east, east Valium. It is a trek. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I got my family out there. That definitely is a trek. It's it's a good good journey. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a good idea to move them all the way out there. But, I mean, hey, it's a nice – Westgate's nice when you're there. <laughs> I mean, at the time, too, Glendale was booming. It just died almost immediately after. Yeah, I mean, I they saw it's Glendale. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, this is Glendale. We don't want this. Yeah, that's exactly the story of my life. So, one thing I can't sell you on, though, is our uh, defensemen. They're uh, definitely needing a lot more help than they're getting. Is there anybody besides good old Jacob Chikrin that you like? I've seen I like flash that. from a few, but um, even like our veteran guys, Belagoski, Demers, Demers last game. Um, I know he was probably pretty bummed that he ended up getting scratched that one game, but man, it's it's been all around pretty piss poor at best to me. And then also, I mean, it's not even just a defenseman either, man. We're just having way too many lapses by forwards in our own zone. And, um, you know, thankfully we've got the tenders bailing us out. Uh, other, otherwise that, uh, I mean, even though I feel like we outplayed the blues in that series, probably would have lost a few more there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And we could get a, if we could get a winger to cover a defenseman arriving late to the zone, that would be real. <laughs> yeah. yeah fall traffic helmets with a stick. That might work better than what we got now. Yeah. Oh, no, no, something something stationary exactly <laughs> just put it out there a little little like crash dummy with a stick and there you go i will say <laughs> osterley is having a really good year especially compared to what he should be mm-hmm. he's looking like he could be a potential top four defenseman um i'd agree gold goss blocks shots and that's about it at this point yep 
I heard somebody call him goals against me, and I laugh every time I see that. I think of that every time I see him pick the puck. I think of that and laugh audibly. Oh my god, yeah. that's that's pretty solid. That's so funny. I oversaid that. I, I'm sorry, if Golikowski ever listens to this. I promise you're a cool guy in my book, but man, that is funny. Yep. Yep. Well, I, Bush, I mean, even, even nice. What? Yeah, I was gonna say even. I think even Golikowski man would admit that uh, he, he is not playing his best right now um it's just i mean but it's, it's not just him either like i mean we just make boneheaded plays in our end all the time yep so we uh, we're known for besides having really cool jerseys kind of like our thing yeah and that was supposed to be you know we were built from the goaltender on out with this solid decor and um, i actually think that we had it there for a little bit but so you yeah, can kind of see that that is falling off quite fast we definitely got the goaltenders though i mean that works mm-hmm. Yep. And that's just it. It's the it's it's age. Age caught up to him. Yep. Yarmolson doesn't look like a his self. Nope. Hers is gone. Goligoth yep. is gone. Out this outside of his block shots again. Goal against me. Um. <laughs> and the guys that we have that are youngish just aren't top four guys. Osterley and Labushkin, if they were together on a bottom pair, no issues there at all, I'd think. But yeah, no. both of them for top four minutes is rough. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a recipe that doesn't yield good results. Um, but, yeah, I would agree with what you had started to say. Grandy, I'm sorry that uh, kind of cut you off there. But uh, Labushkin's physicality has been a pleasant surprise, something that we've been missing. Um, you know, like kind of earlier, and I mean, the dude just does not care, man. Like, I mean, he's not afraid of anybody, and he's not the tallest guy, but he, he's pretty stocky. So, but he's uh, from Russia. So, I mean, not a whole lot to fear out there. You know, they have you know Chernobyl yeah. and the Bears and Putin. Yeah, he's probably not afraid of much coming out here. Yeah. But yeah, man, he's with, with the Russian gas up until like what last week. <laughs> <laughs> but like man, that. he is puck handling is. Oh. Just something to be desired. Just we'll leave it at that. He's like he only knows enough English to say, "Okay, stop puck." Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't blame the kids, but as far as I can get too. Right. Now this this series over. uh, How do you guys feel about? uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and address it. Uh, talk its job you think he bought himself some time you think he's still in the hot seat you think he's kind of the guy where are you guys feeling i think Great. he bought himself some time i think he could potentially even finish out this season Ooh. i don't he's back next year no matter what i mean he's going to be a free agent in the off season so even if he buys himself time with all of this he just walks at the end of the year and Gil goes to a team where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't going through the mess we are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Give the NBA a chance to hire his own guy. Yep. Hopefully, Gallant. But <laughs> wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. I can think as much as I, I can wish for as much as I want. <laughs> That's about all we yeah, got up here. I'd echo Granny's sentiment though on that. Um, you know before this St. Louis series. Well, actually, I'd say probably before he finally decided to put our three best players together on the line. 
that his personnel decisions and everything about the game plan seemed suspect to us. Um, and um, to putting that top line together, I think they can they can take him where he needs to go to possibly get to the end of the season. But he's definitely you know won won some time in, in my book. Um, and it's nothing against Tuckett. Like I, I have no personal issues with him or anything like that. He's actually one of my favorite Yotes from back in the day. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things where that the time when he was brought in, um, you know, we were terrible, got marginally better. And I, I just think it's kind of one of those things that's ran its course at this point. And, yeah. um, you know, probably a, a new leader and a new voice in the room is, is probably going to be what's necessary here coming up pretty quick. Even if we have a chance at, you know, retaining Tocket, which I am with Grandy, I, I don't believe we will. Somebody else will come swoop them up. I think so. I was going to say, I mean, much the same you guys are saying, especially with the new GM, I'm sure he wants to get his guy and he had one year left. He's like, screw it. Maybe something will work out. We'll see how it works. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're walking too. I mean, I think, uh, again, hate to just sound like I'm echoing again, but I think, uh, oh my goodness, my thoughts just totally crashed on me. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it is actually 11 o'clock here, so that's my excuse. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Stick with it. And definitely kids, yeah. you know, stay in school for sure. Yeah, and I mean, we can we can beat the, the horse all we want, but there is obviously that we alluded to at the beginning going to be a separate episode when other things start coming out. But uh, that, that stuff, yeah. you know, obviously plays a big part in that kind of stuff too, because who even knows if he wants to be back, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, especially when he kind of deals with the owner more than really the players do, really. I mean, he's pretty much in those, what they call them, pack meetings more than they are. You know what I mean? Maybe Larson is, but outside of that, it seems like it's pretty much... He's got to deal with it. I don't know. It's that article again. I don't want to get into it again, but I, I don't know if I would either. But yep. And then, um, so I guess my last question for you guys would be um, as far as before we kind of go elsewhere with uh, you know the topic or, or whatnot or end it, whatever you guys want to do. But um, how about our new additions, guys? Like Pitlick, um, Larson. Um, what are you guys seeing out of them? Kajula, um, anything promising, anything that uh, um, draws your ire or anything like that? I, I think Pitlick and Kajula are playing their roles very well. They're not skilled guys. They'll never be skilled guys, but they play their roles. Kajula is yeah. going to be defense first forward. Sure. What he's, that's what he needs to be, and Pitlick's going to be that physical guy who can sometimes chip in on offense. Yep. Um, outside of that, Broussard has been a letdown after the first four games, and mm-hmm. uh, I am blanking on who else we added because um, really have much of an impact outside of those three. Yeah, I thought Larson um, started to play well there. Had that Hayden, nice whatever his name is Hayden, but he, Hayden doesn't really do much. He's good defensively, better than mm-hmm. I thought he would be. He's physical. And that's his game. And Larson, yeah, that's who I forgot. Larson has been better than a lot of people give him credit for. He's just He's plays the ab- yeah, he plays the absolute thankless job of fourth line center. Yeah, uh, which is completely unsung. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you're Brad Richardson. 
yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Richie. Oh man, I miss Richie. He was he was a great dude. Um, but I would agree on on your point there, uh, Drake. Just you know, I mean, he was playing on pretty much essentially the second line there for a while. Can't finish anything. Um, you know, Schmaltzy just would set him up over and over again. And um, you know, some of them obviously are you know take a much higher skill level for him to knock home on some of these passes and everything like that. But there was some definitely some wide open cages that were missed there. Um, let's see. And then one thing since we just started recording, um, you know, kind of a little bit into the season here. Um Victor Soderstrom, um, what did you guys see out of him? Uh, solid, nothing too flashy. Made a few mistakes in his own end, which should be expected of a rookie. Yep. Probably isn't ready to really, truly compete at this level yet, so glad he's in Tucson. Yep. But looked exactly like how I hoped he would look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was poised. Um, I didn't think the the moment seemed too big for him. Um, you can kind of tell the first couple of shifts out there that's, uh, you know, you have to adjust the speed of this, of this league. And uh, that's, you know, true for anybody. Uh, but um, I was presently surprised with him, and I'll, I'll be excited to, you know, see what he develops into because he's definitely got that uh, puck moving offensive defense and skill set for sure. I was going to say, yeah, similar. I mean, I think uh, as a rookie, you got to be nervous as heck going in there. You know, I can imagine this is your live stream in fruition. Uh, yep. We look good. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah, like you guys said, I mean, just add to it. Um, good he's in Tucson, but I definitely I saw promise, and hopefully he just kind of gets some confidence and some reps down there, comes back up, and is what we need him to be. Uh, same with, the, I think, Hayden. I think Hayden kind of needs to be called down. I think one of you said that earlier this week as well. Yeah, that was actually going to be where I went next. Because, <clears throat> uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, that, that kid, is, he's not <laughs> built for the fourth line, um, how we've got the fourth line constructed, and especially in this division when you've got hard-checking, grinding fourth lines coming at us pretty much every night. Um, he's, uh, that just doesn't suit him well. I will say he's looked better on the third on the fourth line. Then he looked with Broussard and Kessel, but I think that's more to the earlier point we brought up. Yeah, yep. any phantoms? Um, yeah. Um, I do think we sent down. <laughs> that's going to stick. That that's going to stick. I'm going to make <laughs> it happen. I'm making that a thing. <laughs> I believe that was me that was talking about that earlier, Tyler. Um, the week about sending Hayton down is what I think needs to yeah, happen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just for his own good, get him some playing time down there, get him on a line with Yannick or whatever. Just have him play and get major reps and play. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. he's he's someone we're going to rely upon heavily, you know, in the future. And let's see here. I want to say when I pulled it up, oh, gosh, he's, he's got to be averaging 10. 10 minutes, 11 minutes tops. And prior um, to that, he was at 9.48. I don't know if it went up or down, though. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, he needs to go develop more and play on a line that he is going to be more suited for with his skill level, I think, and just get the reps that way because here in a couple of years, you know, he, he's going to need to be second line, third line 
minimum. But, uh, you know, we're all hoping second line. And it's pretty obvious that uh, Tockett just doesn't trust him when yep. we're playing from behind. Because when we play from behind, when we're trying to come back in a game, Hayton is the first guy whose minutes get cut. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that is a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't realize that until now, but yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah, usually Garland yeah. will get double shifted. Um, you know, yeah, Lehman, that dude's awesome. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Garland, man, I just can't say enough good things about him. And What a story, uh, too. I mean, the kid yeah. is, you know, might have been just another invisible, you know, guy, but look at him. Look what he's become. I'm just, yeah, he's incredible to watch. Good hockey yeah. player. Be interesting to see what happens. So uh, I believe he's the only one of the three of the top lines that is not of the top line players that's not locked into a long term deal. Which that's one of those things that I guess you could say Chayka got right was locking in Kels and um, Schmaltzy. Uh, I don't think that he knew that they were going to be put together, but uh, at least we got them on deals that if we do end up keeping them that long, will be probably pretty team friendly at that point in the later yeah, years. Sure. I hope. Yeah. On that for extension sure. note, I will say all four players we've mentioned tonight as sticking out, playing well, Chikrin, Dvorak, <laughs> Eller, and Schmaltz yep. are the four players that were extended. Yep. They're locked in. They're here for the, for the stay. And yeah, Garland is up at the end of this year. He's a RFA restricted free agent. So he'll be back. There's no doubt about that. The curiosity more comes in what will that contract in years look like? I mean, I'll yep. take him for, I think he, if someone's going to get, you know, six, seven plus, I think it'd be him just by the amount of effort he puts in and the amount of goals and things he generates. But that's just my looking into it. I'm not GM for a reason, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could throw something out too, but uh, just be a complete shot in the dark. Um Obviously, um, you know, with uh, with his elevated play this year, uh, I mean, a lot of how he finishes the season is going to come into play. Uh, I, I think he was good for us last year, but nothing near what he's doing now. So um, if he keeps following that trajectory, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be a pretty penny for sure. Yeah, it should be. I mean, really, I mean, the guy is – he's busting ass out there. You know, truly, he works hardest. He is outworking everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's, he's you can tell it. I mean, he's pretty much the heart of, uh, of the skaters out there every night. So Absolutely. just never gives up and you got the shit kicked out of him in the blue series, but he just kept going back for more. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, uh, this comment on one of Craig's articles. I think he is Garland in the way he plays is responsible for why Keller looks so good on that line. Yeah, because one of Keller's problems is is he overthinks it. He waits too long. He tries to make it perfect, and then comes up empty as a result. Yeah, and playing with Garland has caused Keller to have to play more instinctual and yeah, just go for really it. Up and made him play better. Yeah, kind of developed that like almost kind of like killer instinct. Keller yeah. instinct. Keller instinct. There you go. That's gonna stick. Something's gonna stick in this podcast. Dang it! I'm making a meme. It's gonna happen, <laughs> but man, let me tell you that line, dude. When it when it even gets like the scent of any blood out there, dude, it is all over, and it doesn't matter if the other team is about ready to break out. No, no, no play is safe when they're on the ice. No, not at all. Is that did we did you say why you called the short leash just because it was like a temporary thing, or what was the reasoning behind that? I missed it. I he think was, he was 
concerned about back checking and, uh, you know, just overall responsibilities, um, you know, when they don't have the puck. Yeah, oh, that's it was. Okay. Well, maybe there were dogs on the ice or something. I was like, oh, cool. I mean, hey, we're coyotes kind of makes sense, but all right. That's a better reason. <laughs> I'll give them that reason I'm not a coach either, you know. <laughs> uh, so to close out, I just thought of a uh, interesting, just more fun question to kind of, you know, it's been a bit doom and gloom and a bit, you know, hype here and there. Um, the best, so if you're going to get someone into hockey, but you have to show them a movie, what movie do you show them? Ooh, that's right. a good Right, that is that is. Uh, I should have put I that mean, in the notes. So you could have got prepared, I, but I I've just got bring it on you. Yeah, I've got a couple different ones, but um, I would have to say just for a general audience, um, I'd probably default to Miracle. Oh yeah, yeah, that was my answer for general audience as well. Yeah, just a really solid yeah. movie. Audience, it was Miracle or Duck on uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's where I'd go for probably a younger, a little younger audience. The hockey gets a little wacky there, but um, you know, I, I loved those movies growing up. If it's somebody a bit more mature, maybe like the Goon movies, or I love Goon. Goon is solid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it kind of tells the tale of the Enforcer, which is always good. And um, you know, I mean, obviously, it's embellished quite a bit, but it's 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 a good hockey movie. It's got great comedy. Um, Scott, Doug the Thug, Glad Baby, number sixty nine. What more can you? It's hilarious. Very good movie. That's yeah, I'd say that too. Especially Miracle for general audiences. I mean, it's Disney, so it's safe. It's just a good, you know, hype movie. How we beat the Soviet Union more ways than yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, that's just. That's just the true story kind of thing of it as well. It's it's just it's a solid um, you know moment in American hockey history for sure. It's probably the biggest one. I will say the most underrated hockey movie out there is Mystery Alaska. I haven't watched that yet. You told me that, and I haven't watched it either. I need to go. (laughs) I I need to go watch that. Sounds interesting that they're by the New York Rangers even playing an amateur hockey team. That makes why I want to know. (laughs) I'm going to have to go buy this movie, I swear. Yeah, I'm going to go find it just to watch write, it. Write up a full report. and then uh, the Next podcast will be just about that. Only about that. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh, boy. So is that uh, uh, everyone get anything off their minds? Is the, uh, anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, I mean, I've got everything off my mind that I can get off at, at this point. There's other stuff on there, but, you know, like we alluded to, that's for a different time, and it's going to be a completely different tone conversation. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I guess the last thing that I would end on is, you know, I mean, just keep, um, you know, trending upwards. Um, I, I, I've loved this team. I will always love this team, no matter how dark and crappy it gets but um you know it's, it's gonna make it that much sweeter when we build this thing into something special Absolutely. Um, but you know if if we can stick to the um you know getting a couple wins and each each back to back against the teams that we should definitely beat and splitting with the teams that are at or above our level i, th- I think we're gonna get into that fourth spot and um i think this year especially with the fans um, you know we're, we do have limited capacity right now fans going to the arena 
the fans kind of missed out on being able to go to the playoff games last year. But um, I think that's that would be a huge, huge, huge thing for this franchise, especially with all the outsiders looking in at the beginning saying that we were going to be at the bottom. So, yeah, it's uh, nice to prove them wrong. That's what I'm hoping for. And, uh, you know, I'll be sharing here the whole way. Absolutely. Is that as far as the direction of this podcast and what it is, this is a podcast by fans for fans. Yes. It, we're going to get emotional about stuff. We're going to get, we're going to say stuff in the heat of the moment, like fire talk it or bench this guy. It's going to happen. We're fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, definitely something that we are definitely passionate about. And even us three never completely agree on everything. But, uh, you know, we respect each other's opinions. And even in our hockey chat, there's people that come in, I would say, that are a little bit more casual and kind of say some off-the-wall bullshit. But, you know, we, we, we hear them. We out. welcome all, though. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to tell you what we think. But, you know, I'd, I'd never attack you for your take on anything or anything like that. I would probably just you know like like grandy does just state the case and leave it at that and then um you know worst comes to worst we agree to disagree i was going to say if there's anybody that does the that does uh butt heads more often than not it's it's me so <laughs> yeah <laughs> toxic <laughs> uh, that's fun definitely that's uh, um i think the coyotes needed a a podcast like ours i'm sure there are many but ours will be special because we're not professionals we're just a bunch of dudes who happen to have internet access and like to watch coyotes hockey so uh, we're gonna get the uh, unadulterated unfiltered un uh, what do you call that corporate answers and it'll be fun right along the way yep so well thank you all for tuning in and listening to us talk for however long this may be and uh, we will see you hopefully next week yeah, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate you boys. And let's look on to bigger and better things and keep this thing rolling. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the listen. Thank you for the chat. And have a good night. <laughs>